Hey there, I'm Wendy Vaughn, sales success coach and the queen of compassion-based selling because, well, selling is about supporting, not convincing. And I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy show because, well, this show is all about inspiration, not just in learning a simple technique or mindset shift that makes it easier to get clients, but inspiration that happens as we get to peer through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails. And those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius, their superpower that's a gift to others, including you. Now, for me, after, well, 22 years of outperforming my peers in sales results, well, it's almost an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, her zone of genius is her ability to zero in on what makes a person unique and show them how to maximize those assets so they can make a powerful statement. So I am super excited to introduce Maggie Green. Now, Maggie is the chief everything officer of Maggie Green Style, a passionate one woman band on a mission to transform how people see themselves by putting the personal in personal brand and style. She often tells clients she's not a salesperson and takes a zero pressure approach to client enrollment. Now, she also believes in the importance of choice and empowers her clients to make decisions based on what is best for them. Now, Maggie does not offer cookie cutter solutions. Each engagement is highly individualized and is as unique as her clients. Now, Maggie supports entrepreneurs, leaders, and individual contributors of all body types across the gender spectrum on creating clarity and visibility for themselves in their career and beyond. And as I mentioned earlier, her superpower is zeroing in on what makes a person unique and showing them how to maximize those assets in person and online by supporting them on everything from their wardrobe to their LinkedIn profile. Now, her signature secondhand first approach to sourcing helps counter consumption culture and reduces global fashion waste. All right. Well, welcome, Maggie. I am so excited to have you as my guest today. Thank you, Wendy. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. It's great to connect with you. Yeah, thank you. And I just love how you're helping people, you know, really discover and celebrate their unique personal brand. I can't wait to hear more about this and and the work you're now doing. Thank you. So always top of mind question for me is exactly what was the inspiration or tipping point that prompted you to start your own business? So interestingly, we're in 2022 now. Uh a whole two years ago, two and a half years ago, as headlines were talking about the pandemic, I, I got inspired really to take, take this big risk. Um, I want to acknowledge also that entrepreneurship was not originally part of my plan. So technically, the catalyst and inspiration for this business was the pandemic. It was, you know, if, if the world is going to end and tomorrow isn't promised, what do I want to be doing for the rest of my life? And this was the answer. 
Wow, that's profound. Yeah. Let's say that again slower. That I love that. If tomorrow is a promise. If tomorrow is not promised. Not promised. Okay. Yeah. If the world is going to end and tomorrow is not promised, what do I want to be doing with the rest of the time that I have left? Wow. That is profound. Yeah. That's a wake up call right there. That's such a deep question. And so this came up, this, this uh, idea to start this business. Yeah. I, I would say it was lifelong in the making. It really brings together all of the things that I've been passionate about since, I mean, I was a young child. Um, and for a number of reasons, I didn't kind of go in that direction. Um, mm. You know, the, the fear of um, financial insecurity and things like that um, held me back. And then the pandemic, like I said, you know, um, again, if, if, if we only have a little bit of time left, our time here is so short, you know, um, physically speaking, it's like, what do I really want to be doing? What was I put here to do on the earth? And this is it. Right. Yeah. I love that. Thank and you. This really taps into something that brings you joy. And, and for so many, you know, people out there, they don't think that's good enough, you know, but it is good enough, especially when you can make a difference for others, right? That's the key to a business. You know, you tap into what you have as that natural superpower and it brings you joy and you can present it in a way that makes that difference. And it's a beautiful business. Yeah. I love that. So, so the pandemic two years ago, that's when you started your business. So in the meantime, has your business mission or vision evolved? It has. Yeah. And that, that question makes me think of a couple of things. So when I was originally brainstorming and working through my business plan and my strategy for launch, I originally thought that I wanted to work with exclusively women. Um, and of course, all my marketing language um, reflected that. Mm-hmm. However, um, after about a year, it became abundantly clear to me that it wasn't just women that I wanted to work with. Um, I am I am delighted to work with anyone um, mm-hmm. that kind of fit, fits a specific personality type, um, you know, is really hungry and ambitious. And I've, I found that a lot of my clients weren't only women, they also weren't necessarily men. Um, as far as gender goes there, there are more than those two options. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <Right>. so I <laughs> had a lot of members of the queer community, for example, and non-binary and trans individuals who were looking for support and acknowledgement and recognition. And we were able to, to come together and I was able to help make a positive impact in their life. And so that was a major shift, changing changing my marketing language and my approach from an exclusively female audience to a more inclusive audience. Um, the other thing that comes to mind, you know, I, I'm a personal brand coach and consultant, uh, but originally when I launched my business, I wanted to focus on resume optimization and redesign. Okay. Uh, which I discovered probably at the six month mark was kind of um, a bit short-sighted. The resume as an asset is sort of a small piece of a portfolio of tools and strategies when it comes to personal brands. So I no longer offer resume design and optimization as a kind of standalone, uh, but rather part of a broader picture um, underneath personal brand. So both of those were really pivotal for me. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense having that congruency and uh, 
uh, you know, it's always interesting to see somebody's LinkedIn profile and then look at their website and it's like, is this the same person, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, a resume sometimes is just so blah, it doesn't even reflect the person. So I love that broader view that you're taking and, you know, the breadth and the depth of who the person is and have it all be congruent with speaking to, to their strengths throughout. So yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Well, as you've been developing and growing your business, have there been any big roadblocks that you've had to overcome along the way? Yes. Um, number one, really top of the list. And of, of course I've had a number of challenges, but when I think about that question, I really think about mindset, um, specifically around scarcity. Mm. I, I grew up in an environment that was very scant and limited on financial and other resources. Right. So um, i I was raised in scarcity. And so to think of and practice, you know, behave in alignment with this notion of abundance was a really big challenge um, early on. And yeah, I've I've since done a lot of internal work. Um, I've gotten a lot of support on that. And, you know, I've I practice an abundance mindset. It comes much more naturally, um, ironically, than the the scarcity mentality. So, yeah, yeah, and is it is something that is on stealth mode because you know if you grew up in that kind of environment, then those beliefs are are really ingrained, and sometimes it's even difficult to like catch yourself. At least not you, but I'm speaking maybe personally or in general, you know, to say, hey wait a second, <laughs> where did you come from? What thought are you originating from? You know, you're one of those scarcity thoughts so get out of here. We don't do that anymore. And yeah. so just having that awareness is, is really something that is half the battle, right? So I know you said you, you've done a lot of work. Can you share maybe, you know, one, one technique or, or one, um, approach that you've taken that, that maybe made a, a nice shift you know, without going into a whole two hour session here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. So I consider myself a really curious person. I love learning. I always loved school, um, learning new skills and things like that. But the addressing, the exercise of addressing my scarcity mindset was more about unlearning. It's kind of unpacking, unlearning, right? Figuring out um, I, I picture all of the, this information, this intel that I collected from childhood up to this point, like as a big pile on a desk, right? Like, let's make s- some smaller piles. Like what's actually working and serving me? What's going to have value to me for me in the future and what isn't? And whatever fell into that latter category, the bulk of that was that scarcity mentality. And I just sort of you know, again, it's this metaphorical exercise of like, okay, so I'm going to mm-hmm. remove this pile, right? Yeah. It's, it's no yeah. longer part of my, my toolkit. Right. I love that. Just really seeing it in a physical state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. I haven't heard of that before. So I, yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. That's really, you know, a, a, a different perspective on how to really become more and in, in tuned with and aware of those things that are not serving us. And they're not the truth, right? You know, we all mm-hmm. know that, but sometimes, like I said, it's difficult to cut the anchor, you know, remove 
remove that weight, that baggage. So yeah. yeah. And, and Maggie, you're obviously an expert at helping people, you know, truly identify and create and express their personal and professional brands, you know, but I, I'm curious, how do you feel about the client enrollment or, you know, the sales part of being in business? Now, this is a very different skill set. Uh, so do you have any challenges or frustrations with this important part of growing a successful business? You know, speaking of scarcity, you know, I'm not sure if that weaves its way in here or not, but I'd love to hear um, your feelings on this. Sure. Um, as far as scarcity, like, I know that there are people out there, right? I know that there are plenty of people who could benefit from what I have to offer. Yeah. As far as the client enrollment process, I would say my biggest challenge is, you know, I'm, I'm only one person at the end of the day, and that that's my business model. I, I may or may not bring in support at some point, but I kind of like to keep it small. I like to have my hand and brain and all of the inner working parts of it. Um, and because I'm limited in being only one person, I find that um, creating kind of a, a systematic or streamlined approach, especially for follow-up um, with prospective clients has been a challenge. Like what makes sense in terms of frequency and cadence? You know, I'm before I launched my business, I was a professional communicator and marketer. So I understand, you know, tone and mm -hmm. um, altitude and things like that with messaging but like how do I how do I approach that without necessarily feeling like I'm nagging or chasing the person you know I want to keep myself mm -hmm. top of mind um, but I I don't want to I don't ever want to allude to any pressure because that's just not my style right 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 yeah interesting okay well I would uh, and you're definitely not alone in in just this idea of, geez, I just don't want to come across as, you know, being this pest or, you know, looking at cluttering up somebody's inbox or, you know, DMing them and, and just creating annoyance. No, of course, none of us want to be that. But on the other hand, uh, speaking of mindset, uh, I would love to provide you with a little bit of insight around, around this topic, if you'd like. Oh, please. Yes. I'd love that. Thank you. All right. Sure. So you know, first off, there are two things come to mind as you're uh, sharing this. And one is, you know, if, if somebody has come into your world and indicated interest in this creative approach to, you know, identifying and celebrating each person's uniqueness and, and having that be uh, expressed, right, in, in the congruent manner and, and brand first and what is my brand? If they've come into your world, they're interested. It's not like you have spammed. It's not like you're chasing people right from the very beginning. They've come into your world. They said, hey, Maggie, what you do is really interesting to me. Can you tell me more? And so they've raised their hand. And so shift that, I encourage you anyway, to just embrace that idea that you are a gift to others. Your perspective, your clarity, your creativity, your freshness, everything like that is a gift. And assume that mindset as you write, as you create an email. Assume that you are 
a gift. When they notice you in their inbox or they, they get a DM from you, hey, it's a gift. And when you embody that mindset as being a gift, you're going to write differently. If you're worrying about being a nuisance or being a pest or coming across as needy, you're going to write differently. So mindset is really important. Now, the second thing that came to my mind is um, trying to differentiate here. One thing made me think that you're talking about after you've had a consultation with somebody and they decide they want to go think about it, that kind of follow-up. Now there's, there's that avenue, which is different than what I just expressed to you in terms of more of a let's, let's keep sharing my ideas and, and, um, you know, energy with you. Mm -hmm. So are you also curious about like follow up after you've had a consultation with a potential client or is that not your part of your question? Yes. The, the moment in time or rather the, yeah, we'll just call it the moment in time is following a discovery conversation Mm -hmm. and a, either written or verbal request for a proposal. Like they've, they've raised their hand enthusiastically and said, yes, I'm interested. Tell me what you envision, right? And what does that look like in terms of cost and bandwidth and other investments? Um, sometimes I hear from folks right away. Sometimes it's a couple months later. It's like, you know, it's, it's really, it's, it's different for every person. So in terms of like, I guess, scalability almost, you know, I'm thinking about Mm. automation, which can get impersonal. I don't necessarily want to go that route, but how, how do I approach it? If it's not clear that, you know, in two weeks time or six weeks time or whatever, um, if you, if you said you want to work with me and I put the time into creating a unique proposal for you, and then I don't hear from you, Mm -hmm. how do I approach that? Right. Okay, perfect. So to continue our conversation just a little bit longer. So that is a perfect example of how and and why to set expectations, because your time is valuable. We need to have a decision made because, you know, you're making a statement every day, the person they're they're making their statement every day with who they are. So, you know, these are some of the benefits of, of, really identifying and creating your statements and your personal brand now. And if they want to maybe put a longer timeline, I understand that you want to empower people to make their own decision, but you are the leader. And in this situation without creating pressure or stress, assuming or or standing in a leadership role of how you're serving somebody by, okay, this is what I'm proposing is that I'm going to send you this proposal. (laughs) I use the same word twice. Don't do that. But anyway, this is, this is what I would recommend is I'm going to send you this proposal. It's going to be approximately however many pages, what's your schedule? Like how long do you think it will take you to go through that? Oh, I can do do that in a day. Perfect. So let's set a time because you're going to have some questions. So let's set a time on and whatever three days out is to reconnect. So I can answer your questions, see if this is for you and make a plan. And it's just being very clear, taking on your leadership role in a way that's coming from service. Does that land for you? 
I love that. In fact, I'm, I'm taking notes, like setting expectations is so important. And Yes, I feel like yes. I, It puts I everyone practice at ease, it. right? I practice. You can't Yeah. assume anything. Uh, and it's really honoring the other person just as much as it is honoring you, honoring you. And you are the leader. And you do know what you've just had this great conversation with somebody and they have voiced their concern for how they're showing up, how they're not making difference, how they're all over the place, like a bowl of spaghetti. And you can ship shape and, and create and collaborate and create this beautiful, aligned, congruent brand that allows a person to stand in their strength and have that clear sense of prominence. I don't know. I'm just riffing here, kind of channeling you. And that's exciting. So here's a plan. Would you like to get going? There's really no, no need in, in deliberating, you know, that isn't what you'd tell anybody, but in the essence is, you know, there's really, this is not, you know, a huge monumental decision, like buying a house, you know, where you're spending maybe a million dollars. This is, this is here and now, and let's live this. Right. So creating that sense of excitement uh, naturally to create urgency is, is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It comes from service. So um, yeah, just setting clear expectations as to what a realistic time frame is, understanding what's going on in a person's world, and just having a very clear plan as to what's next. And then we're done. I'll That's tell it. you, thank you so much for Yeah. that insight, uh, Wendy, the, the service kind of um, orientation really resonates with me. Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, excellent. Well, I'd love to hear how that feels for you after you've really taken it into uh, a live situation. So be sure to let me know because uh, it's always, uh, you know, it's always empowering um, to receive this just little nugget that's going to shift everything, you know, about just that whole, okay, here we are at that moment again, you know, Yeah. versus, oh, here we are. I know what Right. to do. <laughs> so I'll keep you posted. Okay. Sounds great. And another question I love asking, and I, I get it. And our, our listeners are going, oh no, it's the, it's the pandemic question. It's like, yes, it's the pandemic question, but, but hear me out because I know the pandemic is, thank goodness it is behind us. There is still a ripple effect happening. We are in a new normal and compassion is, you know, has, you know, and raising consciousness and all sorts of wonderful things are in a ripple effect. But in looking at the work that you do, and I know you spoke earlier about how the pandemic brought you to this huge life altering question that you presented of yourself. But, you know, I'm just curious of what impact the pandemic had on the work that you do, you know, for people in looking at who they are, what they're showing up as, you know, did the, did the pandemic have any impact on that? Absolutely. Um, and I, I love that you're incorporating the phrase showing up because that's, that's really at the heart and core of what I do. How do you show up? Where do you show up? And in what context? So when we're thinking about the pandemic, right, overnight, everything went from impersonal or in-person rather to digital and virtual. Yeah. That was a major shift in transition for folks. So how, how do you show up in those contexts, right? How do you operate as your highest, best professional self on Zoom calls with clients when what feels kind of 
natural and most comfortable is to wear house slippers and yoga pants. So <laughs> now, yes. right, we're almost seeing the opposite effect. There's this great sort of movement of returning to the office. So it's it's interesting to see this full circle moment happening, right? And I, the approach that I take, like it's my job to meet you exactly where you are. If you're in yoga pants and slippers, I want to talk to you. But also like if you miss wearing a suit and tie and you're trying to get back to sort of that mode and embodying that brand and style for yourself, I want to meet you there and help you get where you want to be. Um, yeah, so I mean, that that's sort of the, the physical tactile yeah, biggest shift totally. um, and influence of the pandemic. Yeah, it, it was this opportunity to just really show up and, you know, do work as they say in your underwear, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. but now we're back in person and it's like, oh, I don't like all these clothes and well, I can't believe I wore this stuff. And, and, you know, there's been this shift in, in maybe, you know, celebrating more of the freedom of, of being and, and being who they really maybe unbridled, you know, want to be. And now it's like this feeling of unsettledness. And so, yeah, I can see how your expert eye and in, in being able to, you know, your zone of genius to be able to kind of see past and help people really tap into their uniqueness. Yeah, I love that. Well, so I'm curious, I'm sitting at the edge of my seat here, Maggie. So how do you work with people who want to make that statement about who they are and create clarity and visibility for themselves in their career and, you know, everywhere else in life. Can you share a few more details about your philosophy or your approach? Absolutely. So the, you mentioned my secondhand first approach to sourcing that's specifically mm -hmm. in reference to personal style. If folks want help, with wardrobe acquisition that reflects their radically authentic self and their, their style and their brand. But in general, whether you work with me on personal style, personal brand, or some combination of both, I take an inside out approach. So I, I often find that folks have a lot of questions, right? That they're seeking answers for. And most of the time they're looking for those answers externally. So I challenge them, instead of looking outwardly at, at trends and forecasts and what they, you know, the narratives that they've heard that they should do and all of those things, that they focus internally and look for those answers within themselves. Mm -hmm. I'm also a strong believer that, you know, everyone's definition of success is different, of course, but when it comes to embracing your radically authentic self and showing up exactly as you are and who you are in every context. It's, you know, um, you've, you've got all you need already, right? Everything you need, you already have, which is kind of, you know, it's, it's revolutionary when, yeah. when a client absorbs that and fully embraces that concept. It's like, wow, you know, so many possibilities now that they didn't, they didn't see before. Right. Yeah. Truly that celebration and empowerment. Yeah. I love that. Well, so how can listeners learn more about you and this great work you're doing? I would suggest starting with my website, 
which is maggiegreenstyle.com. That's green, like the color with an E at the end. Okay. And also on my social platform. So I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at green style mags. And that's green, like the color without the E style M A G S. Okay, perfect. All right. So that is maggiegreenstyle.com. M-A-G-G-I-E-G-R-E-E-N-E style.com. Just look in the show notes for that hyperlink. And uh, you can follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, that's the latest and, you know, wonderful platform out there that people are really celebrating. So I love that. So Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok and maggiegreenstyle.com. Well, Maggie, you have already shared so many golden nuggets of wisdom here during our conversation, but if I could tap on you one last time, uh, in looking at your own experience in building your business, what's some advice that you can share with, say, a frustrated entrepreneur who's maybe questioning their decision to have even started their own business or they're doubting their ability to succeed? Yeah, so th- this is related to the, the scarcity versus abundance mindset, and it really focuses on abundance. It is the following. There is no such thing as competition. Mm. You have no competitors. There's no one else in the world exactly like you that does what you do in the way that you do it. Um, so I think my advice would be to refrain from comparing yourself to others. Right. Oh, that's huge. That is really big, especially for people just starting out because, you know, you want to be kind of this, Ooh, what, what are they doing? Ooh, what are they saying? And then all of a sudden it's the comparison. Oh, I could never, or, Oh, well, they're already. So yeah, that is a real dream stealer and zaps that um, confidence. So yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for bringing that to, uh, to our attention that there is, there is no competition, right? You're, you're, you are your unique self. Boy, that's a hard one. <laughs> and celebrate that. It sounds perfectly aligned with what, what you stand for. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing that, Maggie. Thank you for the opportunity to share. Yeah. And, you know, it's just been so great hearing about your journey uh, from that moment, you know, March, 2020, when, you know, we woke up one day and it's like, there's no toilet paper on the shelves and, and we're <laughs> just in shock over, oh my God, you know, <laughs> the world is coming to an end. Tomorrow is such an uncertainty now, you know, and this whole shift that, you know, everything that was taken for granted is now changing. And it really prompted you and was that moment for you to just take a stand for yourself and ask this really deep question. Like, again, can you share that question again? Because it's just, it, I can't even wrap my head around it. It's just so profound. One more time, if you would. If yeah. tomorrow, let's see. If, if the world is going to end and, and tomorrow is not promised, what do I want to be doing for the rest of my life? The yeah. rest of the time that I have. Right. Oh, that is just, it gives me chills. And so you took inventory and you decided, you know what? I've loved to do this all my life. I have loved, loved, loved style and flair and, yeah, you know, the exactly. It's, I tell folks that I created my dream job. 
It just, it didn't exist before, right? right? That's the epitome of entrepreneurism. Yeah, I love that. Um, so now to the impactful work you're doing as a personal stylist and personal brand consultant and coach, supporting entrepreneurs, leaders, and individual contributors of all body types across the gender spectrum on creating clarity and visibility for themselves in their career and beyond. So I've really enjoyed our conversation and I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Thank you so much, Wendy, for having me. And I appreciate folks tuning in and giving me the chance to share what I know and my experience. Yeah, absolutely. And again, for our listeners, you can learn more about Maggie Green through her 100% DIY website at maggiegreenstyle.com. And be sure to follow her on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. And for all our listeners, remember, when it comes to building a business that brings you joy and has an endless flow of high-paying clients, well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassionate selling, where you've fully supported your potential clients' decision-making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, this sounds great. So... Are you 100% confident that you're fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session. You may be surprised by what we discover. All right. Well, this is Wendy Vaughn, Chief Paradigm Shifter and Sales Success Coach. And you can find me and our next podcast episode at PredictableSalesResults.com. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Maggie Green. And as always, here's to your success.